This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. As Hyder would say, the Bobster and the Vin Man. I like our guys. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Vin. I guess this is kind of a fight song. Joe from Woodbury wanted to hear a Woman Crush Wednesday fight song sort of thing. You know, I love rock and roll. It's not really fighting anything. It's just professing your love for a certain genre of music. But we'll figure something out here. It's Vinny at Haiti, 1057 The Fed. This is uh, Pat Benatar, by the way. Ravens, three and a half point dogs against Pittsburgh, Saturday, 430. Talking about that, of course. Terps last night, however. The game you heard on the fan. They were only six and a half point underdogs against the number one team in the country. And granted, Purdue hadn't been that great on the road last couple of years, including losing to Maryland, their only true road game this year. Prior to last night, they lost to Northwestern. Here to talk about that and more from InsideMDSports.com. It's Vinny and Andy, Bob, Andy, Vinny Serrato. He is on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Welcome back to the show. Hey, for the first time in 2024, Jeff Berman. Jeff, good morning. What is up? Good morning, Vinny and Haney. How are you guys? Good. Doing all right. Now, you know, uh, after I figured out how to get, uh, what was it last Peacock. night? Peacock. Watched all 40 uh, minutes. Didn't want to. It was like watching uh, Caddyshack 2 for a while there, uh, Jeff Berman, as you know. But <laughs> the, the offensive woes of Maryland have almost become like a broken record sort of thing. So why should we expect anything to get better for them as they're now in the throes of conference play. Because last night, not only were they missing, there were a lot of cinder blocks being thrown around at Xfinity Center last night. Yeah, I wish I had something I could give you in terms of feeling better. But, you know, as you know, there's no uh, midseason free agency. And the roster is what it is at this point, which is, you know, very deficient when it comes to outside shooting. Everything needs to go right. They need Jameer Young to... Four in the points, which he did last night, 26, but the rest of the team had uh, 27, I believe. So, you know, they're just, it's a very poor shooting, outside shooting team, one of the worst in the country. Julian Reese has been struggling, uh, went scoreless last night in 34 minutes, which is almost unheard of. And so, you know, in terms of getting better, you, you just got to, I guess, if you're a fan, you got to hope that, you know, chemistry wise, they mesh better, or maybe, you know, one of these bench guys. Uh, starts to emerge, but realistically, you know, by this point in the season, you you somewhat are what you are. 
You mentioned Julian Reese. He had one against UCLA before he fouled out with, what, about five minutes left in the game. Jameer Young saved him in that one. And then last night, pretty much a donut. And he had had success against Zach Eady. It's not like Eady just had totally overwhelmed him. Where is Julian Reese right now in the – in regards to his development as a junior, and I mean, forget about all the going to the NBA and NIL nonsense. As a player, yeah. why has he kind of hit this wall where you would expect that, if anything, he's jumping over walls and taking it to new levels? Yeah, I mean, he came along really fast last year, made some of the biggest strides that I can recall seeing a player make during a season, and that hasn't happened this year. You know, it's hard to really get inside his head and pinpoint what the issue is. That's not to say he's played poorly. You know, he has had a lot of good games. He's not having a bad season per se, but that uh, growth has process has not continued at the same rate. You know, Maryland lost Grant Billmeyer, an assistant coach who was a renowned big man developer. He went and took the head coaching job at NJIT. So I think that's almost certainly a factor. Uh, Also, when you don't have outside shooting, people can collapse on your big man, you know, with, uh, without being without worrying about it, so they've been able to do that. And then also, obviously, you know, the, the free throw shooting has remained a pretty big issue. Jeff Urban inside MDSports.com joining us, video at Handy 1057 The Fan. We were talking with a caller earlier mm-hmm. about the uh, coaching at yeah. uh, University of Maryland with Kevin Willard here. And, you know, Jeff, you watch the games every uh, every night like I do, and – you know, it seems a little Turgeon-like, not to take a dig at Mark Turgeon as a coach, in regards to the offense and the lack of movement and ball dominance and the shot clock winding down, desperation shots. Kevin Willard, we expected this would be more of an up-tempo sort of year. Where has the fast-breaking and the 40 minutes of hell gone that a lot of us thought was going to be part of the reality here? Yeah, I mean... It- you know, I think that part of it is, you know, the defense has been solid, but maybe not as good as last year. So it's hard to run when you're not getting as many stops. Uh, and then there's just a, a big lack of guard depth. You know, Ian Martinez leaving was a huge blow. Hakeem Hart leaving was a huge blow. And you re- replace them in the portal with Chan Stevens, who's been injured and, you know, was was not a lock to be an impact player. He was coming from Loyola Marymount, so he was going to need to – you know, show he could play at this level. And then Jordan Geronimo, who who does some nice things for you, very athletic, but, you know, his outside shot is has been, I think he, he's somewhere around one for 24 or something like that on the season from three. So he's not a three-point threat. So, you know, again, when you have a lack of scorers, it's hard to really get going on the fast break. And, you know, I think it, it, a lot of these possessions have – felt familiar to some of those Turgeon team possessions in, you know, when you're just kind of throwing it around without attacking, throwing it around the perimeter for 20 seconds, and then you have to heave a shot or you get a shot clock violation, things like that. I mean, he's always been a defensive minded coach. He's said several times that as long as his players are playing uh, hard on defense, that they can take pretty much any shot that they want. So, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe he revisits that uh, strategy after this season. Well, you got to make one sooner or later, I guess, uh, Jeff. You keep firing it up there yeah. from distance. All right, let's talk about some good news, I guess, with Maryland basketball. As Malachi Palmer committed to the Terps, four-star guy. Coming in, first one of the class of 24. Tell us about him and what's the status for Derek Queen right now. 
Yeah, uh, Malachi Palmer's. You know, he's a nice prospect. I think he's. We have him at twenty four seven Sports, ranked one hundred nineteenth in the country. Six five, well built guard, pretty athletic, can score inside. Has a, you know, that mid range game that most guys don't don't really work on anymore. Uh, again, you know, I don't know that he's going to solve the outside shooting problems. That's not his forte. Uh, you know, I think he can be a good outside shooter, but he's definitely not a specialist. Uh, and then Derek Queen, you know, it's pretty much status quo, although he and his mother visited Maryland last week for the game against Coppin State, which was interesting. His mom all decked out in Terps gear and has been there for several games, even when uh, her son was out of town, you know, off in Florida at school. So that's an interesting side note. But otherwise, still looks like uh, he'll decide in, you know, in a few weeks at the Hoopal Classic, most likely uh, in Springfield, Massachusetts. That's been the rumor. He hasn't confirmed. And it still seems like it's down to Maryland and Indiana. Now, hey, Jeff, from the uh, bowl game, did anybody quarterback-wise jump out at you like uh, going into spring ball, Locks is saying that's his job? No, not really, Vinny. I mean, Billy Edwards made some nice plays, but, you know, the question about him has always been the arm strength. And, you know, he was 6 of 20 passing, so that that he, he wasn't able to uh answer those questions necessarily you know he's a he's a winner he's a really tough runner but in mike loxley's offense you got to be able to wing it around constantly cam edge looked pretty good passing the ball it was a much smaller sample size than billy edwards but uh he had some nice throws i think he's still a guy with uh potential to be in the mix for the job and and compete with mj morris when he arrives from nc state but you know he, it would be i think naive not to view morris as the favorite for the job how about uh, any other young guys? You know, because when we had locks on, he said he kind of uses it as a preseason game for next year. And that's, you know, like where Hemby jumped out, you know, the year before and stuff. So what young guys kind of jumped out you know, that you think locks will be counting on for the fall? Uh, I think on defense, a few guys did. Perry Fisher, a cornerback who was a really good uh, QB in high school in Florida and Maryland kind of, uh, they were more than happy to, you know, work with him to, to stay at quarterback in high school in hopes of other schools not seeing the potential he had at cornerback. And it worked out for them. He stayed at quarterback, uh, came to Maryland, and they've liked him. He looked good. Uh, Levane Scruggs, another young defensive back, had an interception. So he played pretty well overall. So, and, and then the young tight ends really stand out to mm-hmm. me. Preston Howard, I think, is going to be a star. You know, I think he'll be an NFL prospect eventually. And then Dylan Wade, who's a true freshman, uh, one year behind Howard, also had a touchdown catch. They're really high on him. So I think despite losing uh, Corey Deitches and Rico Walker, two you know, big-name guys in the portal, that they, they have a lot of talent at tight end. Jeff Berman, InsideMDSports.com. Jeff, tell everybody what's happening at the website as the calendar year of 24 is upon us. Absolutely. Uh, basketball recruiting coverage, football recruiting, all the Terps news, behind-the-scenes info you can't get anywhere else. So if you're into that kind of stuff, come check us out. Jeff, happy new year to you and the family. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jeff. Same to you guys. Thanks. Vinny yep. Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back. It's the whip around what happened in the world of sports last night. And historically, it's January 3rd. We'll get into that. Vinny's breakdown of the Ravens offense on film coming up around 11.30 or so. And then a fun house trip with Nolan McGraw coming up at 11.45. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes, the best crab cakes in Hartford County. 1057 The Fan. Good evening, 8010057 The Fan. Time for the whip around here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. We'll get back to your phone calls here in a second. Last night on the ice, the Capitals taking on the Penguins. It's Ovi, it's Crosby. Two, uh, I guess, players in the twilight of their careers, but two teams still trying to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs with a lot of hockey left to be played. But last night on the road, the Caps got one. He's got some confidence in his game after that early pair with Bear. Toby to the net, score! 830 for Alex Ovechkin. Makes it 4 nothing Washington. ESPN. Yeah, that was Buc- John Buchagross. 4-1 after one, yep. after the Caps got out to the big lead. And then in the end, Vinny, they were holding on oh, by for, a skate's edge. They were Shall holding we on for dear life. The last, uh, I want to say the last four minutes of the game, they're up 4-3. But then they took two penalties. And they killed off both penalties to, towards the uh, latter part of the game, which saved them. And I mean, and Kemper, Kemper was awesome last night. He was making some phenomenal saves because that power play was they were moving the puck around pretty well. Crosby and Malkin and they uh, they got some they got some talent, you know, on that team. It's older but uh, talented and, and then by winning I, I want to say the Caps then now moved into one of the playoff spots. Yeah, they're 18-11-6 tonight however, they host New Jersey. This game's on TNT and the Devils are kind of clanking around. Outside of the Rangers... Everyone's kind of in that little jumbled mess, uh, four or five team. And, and, and Baba, I was expecting the Devils to be better. They're going to be looking for a goalie in before the trade deadline because they've got phenomenal forwards. Jack Hughes, awesome. They got good defense. They just they don't have the solid goaltending, and that's what they got to get because they're as talented as anybody. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, the whip around college hoops men last night in the Big Ten outside of Maryland, losing to Purdue. It was Illinois, number nine, blowing out Mike Harmon's Northwestern Wildcats, 96-66. to Wisconsin beat uh, Iowa, 83-72. The Badgers ranked number 21 in the country in the NBA last evening. Local ties here. Memphis, 106-98. San Antonio, Santi Aldama. 13 and 11, Loyola Greyhound. John Morant, 26, 5 and 10, as Memphis wins again. Oklahoma City, 127, 123 over Boston. They stopped Boston's winning streak at six. Aaron Wiggins, Terps, 4 1 and 1 there. Nolan, your boy, SGA, 36, 6 and 7. Shade Gilgis Alexander. I see a first team All NBA in his future. I'm talking about this year, by the way. It was Charlotte. 111-104 over Sacramento. Kevin Herter now riding the bench. We're not riding, coming off the bench. Four points, two boards there. Alex Len, 
Three points, four boards, three assists. The Wizards back on the hardwood tonight at Cleveland. Washington's terrible, 6-26 on the year, 3-15 and 15 on the road. So, if you go to FanDuel yep. and you want to gamble, take Cleveland, land the points, and take the over. Because that's what's going to happen in Cleveland tonight. National Championship game is set in college football, as we said. Monday. January the 8th, 7.30 kickoff, which is great. You can hear the game on the fan. It's in Houston, Michigan, four-and-a-half-point favorites over Washington. Over-under is 55. So the odds makers expect at least a high-scoring game, and usually Washington does put points on that scoreboard. Washington can throw. they got phenomenal receivers, and they can throw the football. And then, uh, you know, can they stop Michigan running it? So it could be high-scoring. This day in sports history, January 3rd. Happy New Year, everybody. Maryland, basketball, that is. 1979, Cold Field House. 20th-ranked Maryland beat George Washington at 84-72. Albert King, Larry Gibson, Baltimore, both had 20. Terps were down 42-35, came from behind to edge. The Colonials had beaten them two years prior down in D.C. A year later, 1980 in Atlanta, Maryland over Georgia Tech, 83-74. Ernie Graham, Baltimore, 23-7. Albert King at 18. Greg Manning, whose son's now part of uh, Willard Staff, he had 17. Terps approved a 9-1 on the year, 2-0 in the league. Maryland would win the ACC that year. 2015, Coldfield House. No, Xfinity Center, excuse me. 12th White, Maryland, 70-58 to over Minnesota. Mellow Trimble, 20 points, 6 boards, 2 rebounds, 2 uh, steals. Des Wells and Jake Lehman each had 12 as Maryland improved to 14-1 on the year over the Golden Gophers there this day in Colts history, 1971. The first ever AFC Championship game was played at Memorial Stadium. It's called the Duel in the Dust. You can watch it on uh, YouTube there. Colts beat the Raiders 27-17. Norm Boulash, two touchdowns. Johnny Unitas threw a 68-yard TD to Ray Perkins. Jim O'Brien kicked two field goals as the Colts win the first and to this day only mm. AFC Championship game ever played in Baltimore. Norm Boulash, I remember that. Big Boo with TCU, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Wound up going to like Miami yeah. and Philadelphia. But Unbelievably, still the only AFC Championship game played in the Charm City. This day in 2010, Ravens beat Oakland 21-13 there. This is the 2009 season. Uh, let's see here. Willis McGahey, three touchdowns, including a 72-yard as he uh, rushed for a buck 67. With the win, the Ravens clinched a playoff spot, and they would go to Foxborough mm. to play the Patriots. And we'll tell you the outcome of that game. Coming up in a few. And then on this day, nine years ago, nine years ago in Pittsburgh, Ravens, Steelers, wild card round of the playoffs, and Joe Flacco. Remember him? Doing some awesome things. Flacco to throw, pressure comes, steps away. Now he reverses his field, goes back to the left, throws back left corner of the end zone. It is caught. It is Torrey Smith, and it's a touchdown. Westwood won on the call. Joe Flacco, two TDs, one to Torrey Smith. And then one to the always fun and exciting Crockett Gilmore. Bernard Pierce had a TD. Justin Tucker kicked three field goals as the Ravens beat the Steelers 30-17 in the wildcard round of the 2014 playoffs. Calendar year at 15. Ravens would go to Foxborough again. Where they would suffer one of the uh, more frustrating losses. In the history of the franchise, but we'll get into that 
in due time. It's Vinny at Haiti, 1057. The fan, if you're on the phones, we'll get you. Got Vinny's film breakdown of the Ravens win. Offensive film as they put up 59 on the Dolphins. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw, Cordell Woodland. is going to be joining us. News from the Nest style. It's Woman Crush Wednesday here on the fan. Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room. On 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw. Other side of the glass. Hear from him in a second. Ravens destroyed the Miami Dolphins this past Sunday. M&T Bank Stadium putting up a 50-burger. In the process, let's talk about how great that was. Vinny's offensive film. Yeah, let's talk about the old line first. Let's look at uh, Ronnie Stanley. And I and I thought Ronnie would be much better against Chubb than he would be against Josh Allen and power rush guys because Chubb is not the most powerful guy. He's more going to be athletic, which is kind of more Ronnie. So Ronnie was okay. In that, in the run stuff, in the run stuff, he just tries to shield. That's what he does. He's not a knock you off the ball guy at all. Um, Simpson was Simpson played okay. You know, I mean, Lamar saves them all. You know, Lamar helps. I thought Lindenbaum did a good job, especially in helping things. Um, Cleveland, we talked about Cleveland a little bit. I thought Cleveland, the run game and the base blocking stuff. He's okay. He just can't sustain a long time. And in the past stuff, he needs help um, just because he's not that athletic and he has tr- trouble with quickness. Moses played all right. Philele. Philele just doesn't change. He he doesn't use it in pass. He doesn't lock out and pass. If he gets his big body in front of you, he's hard to get around because he's so big. So, overall, it was it was okay. It was okay. But they got uh, you know a quarterback that runs 4-3 that can bail them out is the biggest thing. But in the run stuff, they they didn't do a bad job. Now, Charlie Kohler is getting better as a blocker, especially, you know, um, coming off the ball, comboing up. He's coming off flat back. He's got a little more base and balance. And then he caught a touchdown pass. Likely he's not a blocker, but likely, likely he's an extremely confident wide receiver or receiver right now. He's running good routes. He's separating. He's making yak yards after the catch. The one-handed catch, phenomenal. He just—he's uh, a different guy. He's just a different guy, and that's what confidence will do for a guy. Um, the running backs—I thought Gus Bus hit it up in there hard, you know, hit some creases. And Justice—I thought Justice was was really good, you know. I mean, he made plays. He became. You know, the home run plays that Keaton made, he made some home run plays. The the swing route up the up the field, the kick return, you know, and then uh, some of the outside runs. He he had a hell of a game. He had a hell of a game. Um wide receiver wise, um Odell may had one target, made a great catch. A phenomenal nobody else probably catches that on their team. Bateman, Bateman ran good routes. He made plays. And I, Bob, Bob, that deep ball, did, did uh, what do they say, the ball roll? Because it looks like he caught it, mm-hmm. you know, watching the film. Where they didn't complete the process or some nonsense. Yeah. yeah, which was disappointing because he ran a hell of a route, you know, sluggo, slant and go. Uh, but I thought Bateman played well. Aguilar was, 
Uh, I mean, when he had a chance, I, what, he had one run after the catch? But Zay Flowers was was awesome and uh, making people – just doing all the things that he can do, and then he showed his breakaway speed, you know, by running that touchdown and then making the two guys miss. They wore out Eli Apple. Howard <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> got hurt, yeah. They wore out Eli Apple. But, Bob, I mean, I don't know that Lamar could have played better. He controlled it all. I mean, some of the like the fourth and seven to likely. He didn't even have his feet on the ground when he threw it and stuff. I mean, he he just the game is really really slow for him right now. It's the way I see it. I mean, he's he's extremely confident throwing the deep ball. You know, I mean, he had a perfect quarterback rating, and almost every ball was a catchable ball. He averaged fifteen point three per completion, and they had a bunch of chunk plays. Three plays over 30 yards, another one over 20, the Justice Hill. What what did they see that led them to be more aggressive trying to get the ball down the field? I think, and could Bob, we see more of this? I Well, I think a lot of it was forward. matchups too, Bob. I think they were going after the linebackers, especially number 45, Bailey. It was a Bailey. I, they were going after him because um, remember when they got called on the one um, – Duke Riley. Yeah, Riley. They got called a pick on the one. And then they came back and ran it for the touchdown, you know, a little bit later. So, I mean, he came right back to it because that kid can't run. And they were kind of in la-la land trying to cover. And then they went after Apple, too. So they were going after Apple. And uh, they just had, I I don't know, but they had a lot of busted coverage. I thought Munkin called a hell of a game, too. I thought he called a a hell of a game. But... uh, if Lamar plays like that, Bob, there's nobody. If if he keeps stacking performances like that, they'll be in the Super Bowl. Are we comfortable with Gus Edwards where he stands right now? Averaged over four per carry again yeah. for his career heading into this year. It was a five, but he ran hard and got himself another touchdown. Yeah. He has stacked some TDs this year. That's yeah. for sure. He and Mostert are like the TD guys. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, his, his role, if... if Keaton Mitchell was still here, Bob. I mean, his role would probably be more the goal line short yardage sure. stuff. Because, I, you know, Todd wants to spread people out. And that's – look at how the offense changed when Mitchell came in and the, the things that they were able to do with the explosive. Because they try to do similar type stuff with Justice Hill, get him on the edges and stuff, because he, he does do that well. It's video at Haiti, 1057. The fan Ravens put up 56 against Miami. Two quarterbacks with perfect quarterback ratings. Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley will come back. Take your phone calls at 410-583-1057. Take a trip through the funhouse with Nolan McGraw, Cordell Woodland. is going to join us. News from the Nest style. Get his thoughts on whether or not Lamar will play. Whether he should play, that's one thing. Will he play? John Harbaugh hopefully will let us know later on this afternoon. Buy or sell. Where's the midweek money? And then like out Sean Merriman. We'll talk to him about the NFL heading into the final weekend of the regular season, and in particular, the officiating. Yeah. Lights out. I'm sure he's got an opinion or two. Vinny and Haney, two opposites attracted by a paycheck. 1057 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday, Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Pick a song, favorite female artist or band. We'll play it for you. Send a request to the Plotsport tax line. Nolan McGraw is over there waiting for you. Or Rufus and Shaka Khan, correct? 
from way back before Nolan was even born. And then all of a sudden, Nolan's mom said to his dad, tell me something good. And here comes Nolan. All of a sudden, he's going to take us to his fun house here in a second. Cordell Woodland joining us. News from the Nest. Top of the hour. Let's get out to the phones. Before we go, said fun house. It is the WGK Law phone lines open for you. Bob Haiti, B. Serato. Let's go to Big Slim in Baltimore. Big Slim, thanks for holding. Happy New Year. What is up? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Wonderful. Right. Um, I had uh, a thought, and the thought was surrounding um, Dalvin Cook in the running back room of the Ravens. I know that uh, the Ravens running back room has been depleted with injuries, and the other guys that have been playing have stepped up, as well as we had some veterans in, in, in the room as well. you think the Ravens would look at adding him for the playoff run. I would say only if somebody gets hurt Saturday. Like if Justice Hill or Gus Bus got hurt Saturday, possibly. Just because you would want – I would want more of a veteran guy like that. Why don't they have Melvin Gordon? Kind of. Well, if somebody gets hurt, then you only yeah, got two. Right. And that was kind of my thought, right, because um, they've been doing quite well with just the two guys. Uh, uh, um, but I thought Gordon and, ran and, uh, good Sunday. I yeah. thought I thought he ran hard. Yeah. So I, I just knew that. I thought that you know uh, the running back Cook was fresh because he really didn't play much with the, uh, with Jets. the Jets, and I thought that um, it would be something interesting to see him, you know, um, in the Ravens camp. Right. Thank you, guys. All right, yeah. Big Slim. Thank I, you very much. I would say only if somebody got hurt, Bob. Otherwise. Otherwise, you know, I, I would think that the way Gordon played the other day, Bob, is not much different than what you're getting from, you know, Cook, right? And I'd rather have a guy who's been with me the whole time. And he didn't, like he, the big Slim himself pointed out, didn't play. Yeah. Where, where, why? Reese Hall. What's the problem over there? Let's get back Reverse. to the phones. Go to David and Perry Hall. David, what's happening? Happy New Year. I appreciate the thanks for taking my call. Hey, Vinny, in your film study, I felt like guys were running wide open. Was that uh, did that come out on film study? Was that um, just schemes or is that just bad assignments? What happened there? I think that I, I thought that Todd Munkin had him zeroed in pretty good. You know, like a lot of those plays down on the touchdown, the crossing routes. I think they got confused a lot and they went after um, what was the linebacker's name? Forty five. That they they went after him a lot, and they did a lot of misdirection. They did a lot of the same stuff to Miami, what Miami does to everybody else, and they got confused a lot. And they've done that in the past, turned guys totally loose. Miami has, and they did again. Oh, that was it. There you go. I hope that answered your question. Yeah. Caller, let's get back to the phones. Portet 583-1057 is the number. Let's go to Owings Mills. It's Brian. Brian, happy new year, man. What's up? Hey, guys, happy new year to you, man. Yep. My guys. Hey, listen, man, first let me just say, Vinny, 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 what's with your boy the Jets, man? I tell you, they're good comedy, aren't they, man? They call themselves the 85 Bears, yet they've given up 55 points in like four quarters with the last two games. Mm-hmm. They're pathetic. Now, my Q boy, called Black yesterday, up. and he didn't even mention the Jets. Oh, he didn't? No, but he shouldn't. He should be embarrassed. He shouldn't even mention him at all. He shouldn't be calling at all. And he hadn't called in like a month, yeah. too. Man, he should still he should he's in what you call disclosed hiding or I think he's right up there with um with uh was it Dick Cheney? 
<laughs> Dick Cheney. I never. I would never think we'd be compared uh, Dick Cheney to Q. But anyway, what do you yeah. got going? Cowards of the counties. Hey man. Um. Listen. Uh. First of all, I just want to give a shout out to my boy Flacco. He's, he's tanned it up. Vinny, kind of disappointed me a little bit. You said you didn't think Flacco had enough juice. I said, hey man, when you get Joe, Joe's energized. When you get him a line, you know when you got a good defense. Joe, Joe's gonna go out there and try to make plays. That's the thing about Joe. He doesn't. He he he's already got the confidence, right? But he knows if he make a mistake, he knows he got guys that can bail him out, get yep. that ball back. So he's gonna make a play. But I always tell people, you know, they make fun of him, and say, "Well, he's not. He's not a lead. He's not this." But you know, Brett Favre. What do you call him? You guys call him gunslinger. You know, well, Joe is the same thing. You know, the guy's trying to win. So I, I'm just proud of Joe, and I I know how they feel in Cleveland, how much they love the guy. You know. Now, do you want a Browns Ravens playoff game? It's, hey man, it's, it looks like that's going to happen, man. But you know, this isn't on. This isn't on Lamar Jackson, man. I've been saying this, this since the guy been here. It's on Harbaugh. It's coaching. That's what I'm looking at. And I'm not. We're not going to blame. We're not going to blame Lamar if we don't. If we don't can't get past the divisional round. This is. This is on Harbaugh. This is solely on him, and his and his staff. So they're the ones that got something to prove. Not Lamar. Not not the team. But those guys and coaching. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Love you. Thank you, Brian. And John Harbaugh, you want to put it that way, have a lot to do then with uh, Joe Flacco's run through uh, playoffs yeah. in a Super Bowl. Right. right. Three championship games. Uh-huh. And sooner or later, it is on the players to perform. Yes. And whether we think it's fair or not, once them playoff games begin, Lamar's going to be under that microscope. That The week of whoever they play, Bob, that's going to be the, that's going to be the national talk. He's 1-3 in the playoffs. Can he get it done? He's the MVP regular season, and he, he's he's. I don't know if he'll feel pressure, but he probably will feel a little bit. And then once he gets that, once he gets the first one done, Bob, then it'll be off to the races. It's like the 49er game. Maybe he was a little shaky early. Yep. Then once yep. he settled down, we all saw how that turned out. Let's bring Nolan McGraw in. Quick draw. Hey, feeling woman crush Wednesday. Feeling good. We talked about it earlier. The comparisons between this year, 2019, really all too similar. You play the Steelers in the final week. That was bad weather in that game in 2019. Weather for this Saturday looks awful. Number one seed, rust versus rest. The whole debate, guys are banged up. That whole thing, they're going to play a far inferior team in the first round. Like you just mentioned, the pressure on Lamar, it's feeling like deja vu almost. Yeah. Let's not forget that Tennessee game. They were 10.5, 11-point favorites. Mm-hmm. They were strong favorites to beat the Titans and fell behind and never really seemed to get into the groove. Different coordinator Yep. with yep. Todd Munkin on offense. Well, defense, too, of course. But uh, I'll say it now. I said it then, the day after the game. Well, it was a Saturday, so two days later. They were coaching like they were down by 30 points when they were down by like six. Where the hell did the offense, that was the best offense of football all year long, go? It disappeared. Gus Bus was in the doghouse. I think because he fumbled a couple of times in that Steelers finale, by the way. Harbsy don't like fumbles. No, he does not. But he played well overall. I mean, he had a monster yardage game. Sure. And it was raining. Yeah. Um, hey, look, I'm not – I don't run the team. I'm just yeah, saying. And, and, yeah. and Lamar didn't try to tackle Henry. No. Yeah, your d- defense was awful. <laughs> yeah. Perfect storm. Everything yeah. that could go wrong went wrong. Well, let's not – 
be Marky Mark and George Clooney again this time. Let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, what is it, stem the tide. Is that what it is? I guess is that a correct way to address that, Nolan? Any port in a storm? I Any don't know. port in a storm? How about we go to the funhouse? I'm stormy about draws funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. I like that quick draw. 105.7 The Fan. Well, how about this here from MC in Baltimore, looking back on 2019. He says, that year seemed to be a lot of arrogance amongst the Ravens players. The whole big trust mentality uh, seemed to have clouded their preparation. This year, players feel a little more grounded. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's nobody really like um, spouting off kind of thing like like that, right? They do seem, and not that that was a negative. Well, I they mean, they a... just seem like they got one focus. I mean, going to the Super Bowl, that's it. You know, well, Rokon after the game, bring it on. Mm-hmm. You got to come through here to get to where you got to go. Yeah, Mark Ingram started the big trust, and then he got hurt in the Cleveland game, and. For the playoff game against the Titans, he was way less than 100% and never regained that Pro Bowl form. Uh, this one here says uh, Ravens have multiple veterans that have been to a Super Bowl and won. Van Noy, Odell, Aguilar, just to name a few. How much does that experience help, especially Van Noy, who's been to multiple uh, while playing with the Pats, who were in the same situation many times with the first round by? No, I think it's I think it's big to have that kind of experience. You know, um, and biggest biggest reason why is is for the younger guys. You know, they can kind of help people. Here, here's the process. You know, kind of like what we talked about with the O's, Bob. Same kind of thing that they didn't really have. You know, they had all young guys, and now you know they do. The Ravens do have some of those guys that have been there and done that, and it makes life. E- you know, for Zay Flowers, like o- Odell can. Talk to the receiver group and Aguilar. You got two guys been to Super Bowl in that group. How about one more here from Andrew and Bel Air, who says, "Do you guys think that Lamar losing his main security blanket in Andrews is part of the reason he's played better, forcing him to go through more progressions, not just zeroing in on one guy?" No, I think that was that was kind of a work that was coming. Uh, that's I I think with Giro, it's that was by design. You know, because there was no wide receivers. Now he's got a bunch of people. I think it would have been pretty spread out had Andrews stayed, too. The guy who would have gotten hosed would have been likely. And, again, when you don't have an all-pro like Mark Andrews, you're not a better team. But they haven't really missed a beat with likely stepping up here. Actually, the offense has kind of really grown. And he's kind of doing them a yak, extend the play, explosive things. But then again, Mark Andrews is a beast, and then he's sitting there, unfortunately, injured. But the Ravens are still still got some work to do. And Pittsburgh coming up, we're going to talk to Cordell Woodland about this matchup Saturday afternoon, 4.30. The weather could be an issue. Do you play Lamar? Will he play? Will John Harbaugh even address that later on to, uh, this afternoon? We're going to meet through the media by herself. Where's the midweek money? And then Sean Merriman, former Turp All-American, former NFL All-Pro Lights Out. We'll preview the week. With a week 18, it's the finale. His former team, one of his former teams, the Bills, they got a chance to win their division. His other former team, the Chargers, well, their season, it's not over, but it's really kind of been over a couple of months now. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 